Good morning, good morning, good morning squad. Hey, that's how I intro to y'all and I greet y'all when my Niners come out and put a beat on those bum Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football as we typically do when we face them dudes in primetime. Regardless, you feel what I'm saying? But welcome back to Mad Busy Sports Morning Show. Happy Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Boring Tuesday. Let's have a great day today and let's have a great episode. We're going to start off breaking down Monday Night Football of the Los Angeles Rams at my San Francisco 49ers. We're going to move on to preseason basketball that kicked off. And to me, who's the most intriguing team heading into the 2022-2023 NBA season? And I want to touch on this debate before we end off this quick episode of OSU and Michigan versus Bama and Georgia. Who's been looking more impressive so far, the two top teams in the Big Ten or the two top teams in the SEC? Let's get into it. So, like I said, we're going to come back to Monday Night Football, recap Monday Night Football. What a great game. Another win for Kyle Shanahan against his buddy, Sean McVay. I think that puts him at 8-3 and three right now against Sean McVay, besides that one loss in the NFC Championship game in which we should have won if Jaquiski Tart just catches that dunk that Matt Stafford threw in the air. But that's for another conversation. That's for another conversation. Another great game. I gotta just say one thing before I move into the are we better with Jimmy Garoppolo this year than rather than Trey Lance debate. I gotta give some props. I wanna touch in on the bright shining silver lining not even the silver lining but the bright shining star on the 49ers defense that just came out of nowhere Talanua Hufunga Talanua Hufunga Talanua Hufunga one of the top safeties in the game right now in my opinion he's the best safety in the game right now all over the field plays inside the box plays defense out of this world plays the pass defense out of this world just reminds me of a young Troy Palomalu, like a little mix because I don't think he's as good in the box, but I think he might be a little bit better in the backfield and um, playing the defense and the coverage. So this dude right now, I think pro football focus had him ranked the number two or three safety in the game right now. I believe after last night's performance, he will jump up to the top spot as the best safety in the game rankings wise right now. This dude is instinctual. This dude hits. This dude tackles. This dude catches and he plays the lane super super well four games so far he has two interceptions one pick six he should have had three interceptions but that one interception he dropped still resulted in an interception so he has one forced interception i don't even know if that's a stat that they could put in there you feel what i'm saying but he has one forced interception he has two interceptions one pick six like come on this dude is all over the field tackles for losses every game i'm thinking he's leading the league or he's top two or three in the league and tackles for losses He's he's just coming on and it shows our how good we are at developing our talent. That's why I don't I don't really get what people have against Trey Lance and where their doubts come from on him not developing under our system. Where have we not developed that? Is Nick Bosa not dominant enough for you? Is right Eric Armstead not dominant enough for you? Is Debo Samuels not dominant enough for you? Is George Kittle not dominant enough for you? Is Jimmy Ward not dominant enough for you? Is Isaiah Mitchell not dominant enough for you? Um, I can go on and on with the names. Is Brandon Ayuk not good enough for you? <laughs> I got I, I got to keep going. Is Fred Warner not dominant enough for you? Is Drake Greenlaw not good enough for you? Like, where do y'all see that Trey Lance isn't going to develop into these studs that our 49ers had developed into? Our whole team is is basically players we drafted and developed, and we're a top team outside of the quarterback position. We're like literally we are a top five positional team at damn near every position besides quarterback. 
But y'all sitting up here talking, oh, we look better with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now let's shift into that. No, we would not be better. No, we're not better this year with Jimmy Garoppolo rather than Trey Lance. Trey Lance is faster. Trey Lance is bigger. Trey Lance has a stronger arm and can make every pass on the field. Jimmy Garoppolo can't make every pass on the field. Every pass he throws is 10 yards or shorter. He cannot throw outside the numbers unless the dude is wide open because he can't get it there with zip, okay? He can't run the ball. He's not athletic. Let's look at the, the, the year we went to the Super Bowl. His touchdown to interception ratio was 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Barely a 2-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio. Barely. Barely. Let's look at the NFC Divisional game in which we beat the Minnesota Vikings to go to the NFC Championship game that same year we went to the Super Bowl. 11 for 19, 131 yards, one touchdown, one interception early in the game to, Kendrick, uh, to Michael Kendricks. I remember that interception. That's as soon as Kyle Shanahan said, we taking the ball out your hands, silly. You're not going to throw this game away. We have the game plan in place. We're going to run the ball on them. We're going to make plays. Stop throwing the ball. Stop trying to throw the game away. Let's move forward to the NFC Championship game. Six for eight. This man had eight attempts in the NFC Championship game for 77 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Now let's get into the Super Bowl. I think he was 20 for 31, something like that. 200 and something yards, two interceptions, one touchdown. And the main thing I want to focus on is that end of the game, that fourth quarter, our four fourth quarter drives while we're up 10 points. Just get one first down and we're good. We go punt, punt, uh, turnover on downs, interception, game over. They score 21 points in the fourth quarter. We lose the Super Bowl 21, 20 to, 20 to 31. That's why we got Trey Lance. Because we were up 10 points last year in the NFC Championship game in the fourth quarter. And Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't make the play. Trey Lance is going to run. Trey Lance can run for a first down. Trey Lance can hit that deep ball unexpectedly over your head once you're trying to cloud that box. Trey Lance can do so much more. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo has the Rams number. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have good games this year. Yes, he's going to show good games. But he's also going to remind us why we have Trey Lance. He's also going to remind us why we have Trey Lance, which in every game he does. You even look at the game last night. That, that pass to Debo Samuel that goes for 50 yards in a spectacular play is a lucky play because he throws off his back foot when he sees pressure coming. He doesn't step into the throw and take the hit fully. He always tries to brace for that hit as he's throwing the ball. So that resulted in a high pass, which that time was good for us. Debo goes up, he gets it, and he does Debo things. But stop sitting up here acting like... Jimmy Garoppolo out there shredding defenses. He's focusing on trying to get the ball to Debo Samuel and George Kittle, which is a great idea. But that also puts him in tough situations when it comes to crunch situations because they know you're only going to look for Debo Samuel and George Kittle. You're not going to look to Brandon Ayuk. You're not going to look to Kyle Juszczyk. You're not going to look to Ross Dwelly. You're not. You look at that, that incompletion to George Kittle that everybody was hype on. He missed Brandon Ayuk in the flat that was wide open. He beat Jalen Ramsey on the whip route. Go in, go out. Wide open. I seen it off the rip. But he's staring down George Kittle when he forces it in. It gets to him. But George Kittle doesn't have enough space in the touch in, in the uh, end zone to get his feet down. Get the ball to Brandon Ayuk. No, we would be better with Trey Lance. And honestly, I would just trust Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, who have put nothing but studs on our team around Jimmy Garoppolo, to say that, no, we, we will be better moving on with Trey Lance moving forward. I would trust them more than I trust any of these analysts or fans. Period. Point blank period. It's, just, it's almost like the debate of listening to YouTubers over actual doctors and scientists when it comes to the vaccine. Now, I'm going to listen to uh, doctors and scientists that actually study this. You feel me? Let's move on. Let's move on to the preseason basketball. Preseason basketball kicked off, I think, last week? 
with the Warriors in Japan and all that. Well, I want to just touch on with Ben Simmons coming back. He actually played with Kawhi Leonard. What they call him? Kawhi Leonard. My man out there, thighs looking like, you know what I'm saying, Nick Chubb on the basketball court. But he's being back. You got um, Damian Lillard coming back. You got so many dudes coming back, so many teams revamping this year. Who's the most intriguing team coming into the 2022-2023 NBA season? For me, I know a lot of people going to say the Nets because of the controversy and what's going on. For me, it's going to be the Clippers. Because the Clippers, when they got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard together, regardless of bringing in John Wall, bringing in Reggie Jackson, bringing in all these dudes, they got a stacked team. It was They were supposed to be the super team. They were supposed to be this unstoppable team. You got two dominant wings on defense and offense. How are they going to score on y'all? And they still haven't even gotten to a Western Conference Finals yet? They got to do something this year. I'm looking at the Clippers to say, what are y'all going to do? What are y'all going to do? What are you going to do, Kawhi? What are you going to do, Paul George? Because guess what? The Warriors back, baby. The Warriors back and the Lakers ain't going nowhere. You feel what I'm saying? They're going to try to revamp themselves. Not to mention you got Jamal Murray coming back to the Denver Nuggets. You feel me? Not to mention the Suns that's already over there, the Mavericks. You got, it's stacked over there. So it's not going to be a cakewalk for the Clippers. I'm looking to see how they're going to come out and how they're going to compete. I don't think taking games off in the middle of the season is going to bowl well for them. How they was doing it the first few years where Kawhi and Paul George would just play about, I think they played about 60% of the games. It's not going to, it's not going to cut it in that West. You got to build some continuity. You got to build some trust. Memphis coming back. It's, you got to, you got to gear up and be ready to compete at a very, very high level. You can't just think that you're going to out-talent everybody. You just can't think that. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking towards the Clippers and what they're going to do with John Wall, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. A lot, three players outside of Kawhi Leonard that, well, two players, Paul George and John Wall, that probably still have a lot to prove in the NBA as far as their legacy goes. Let's move in. Let's move on to college football. And I want to focus on the top two teams in the big two conferences are the Big Ten and the SEC. And who is more dominant and who's looking like more of the threat to win the national championship? For me, I'm going to go with my teams in the Big Ten. Well, not my teams, but my team and then that other team up down south in Ohio, Michigan and Ohio State. Being a more impressive team so far in comparison to Bama and Georgia, who had both struggled in at least one of their four games so far. So I'm looking at that, and I'm scratching my head a little bit. Um, Stetson Bennett is not playing well right now. Uh, you got Bryce Young with a, with a shoulder injury, arm injury. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that goes. You look at Ohio State. You got C.J. Stroud. He doing his thing. He balling. You look at my Michigan Wolverines. I got to say this. Blake Corum has got to be in the Heisman conversation. He's been absolutely dominant. On the, on the ground game this year. So, yeah, I'm looking at Ohio State and Michigan as more of the bigger threats and more of the, the um, more impressive teams so far throughout the college football season and more of the threats to win the national championship as it gears towards the college football playoffs. So, yeah, let me know what y'all think. Blake Corum for Heisman, man. Please, please, we got to start talking about this on ESPN, National Networks, podcasts, YouTube channels. Blake Corum for Heisman. Absolutely dominant, leading the, the nation in touchdowns right now. Leading the nation in touchdowns. So, Blake Corn for, for Heisman. Let me know what y'all think. Like, comment, share, subscribe, listen, alert. Missy World Entertainment, Mad Missy Sports Morning Show. Happy Tuesday. Gang. Okay?